0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Black Mental Health Matters podcast. And this is your host, Michelle Gordon. And I apologize for just getting back on this podcast. Things have been going a little haywire as everyone knows. Um but I felt like I needed to get on and talk about some things that we're going through right now as a community, as a country, as a um as a globe. So it is Mental Health Awareness Month. May is designated Mental Health Awareness Month. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how to take care of yourself during Mental Health Awareness Month, especially with the stress of dealing with COVID-19. A little bit of content from the Centers for Disease Control, how to be kind to your mind during COVID-19. You want to pause, breathe, and notice how you feel. You wanna take breaks from COVID 19 content. When this all started, I found myself constantly looking at the numbers of cases, the numbers of sick, the numbers of death, and I realized it was just overwhelming. And I had to step back from that for my own mental health. Another thing you wanna do during these stressful times is to take time to sleep and to exercise. Keep your body healthy whole and well-maintained. You also want to eat good healthy foods and drink plenty of water to stay hydrated because the better your body does, the better your mind does. Another thing you want to do is reach out and stay connected. You know, connect with family and friends. We have so many platforms that we can use. There's Google Meet, there's Zoom, there's all kinds of, even Facebook has a, a new I guess, calling or chatting app, but stay connected to people who make you feel good and who who share common interests with you. Another thing that is really important is to seek help if you are feeling overwhelmed. There are mental health professionals that are waiting for you to step up and get help. We understand that these are difficult times and sometimes you need someone to talk to because this is this is not normal. This is something that none of us in our lifetime have experienced and it's a learning experience for everyone involved. Another thing I want to highlight as far as COVID-19 is the impact that COVID-19 is having on communities of color. Communities of color, the individuals that reside in these communities of color, have some of the biggest risk factors for COVID-19 to include high blood pressure, obesity, heart disease, um, unhealthy lifestyle habits such as smoking and consuming alcohol in excess. And we wanna be on the lookout for you know these trends that are occurring in these communities of color where the death rate is higher, there's low access to proper medical attention, and it's just a lack of access out there. So while we have the risk factors, we also have to contend with the fact that appropriate care may not be available in our communities. And that's that's a whole different podcast. That's something that is a part of the broken system that exists now. But just a reminder to be careful if you got to go out, go out with a mask, make sure you're washing your hands, make sure you're wiping down your cell phones because you touch your cell phones. And when you bring it back inside into your home, into your work, you want to make sure that's clean because you're putting it near your face, but just be careful. Practice social distancing. This thing is not a joke. I believe we've reached over 100,000 deaths in the United States, either yesterday or today. And Those numbers are not good, especially the impact it's had on communities of color. Also, talking about communities of color, we've had some incidents in the past week that are very disturbing and very troubling. We have incidents that occurred with Christian Cooper in New York City where he was in Central Park and he challenged a a white woman And immediately she tried to weaponize the police against this man. The portion of the video that I saw, and I wasn't there, I don't know what preceded that video or what happened after that video, but the portion of the video that I saw was ugly enough where this woman used her privilege, called the police and said, there's an African American man threatening my life. And that information that she provided to 911 was not true. Knowing the climate that we are in, knowing that the police interactions with black males could ultimately lead to a black man's death. She used her privilege to set this individual up to possibly be harmed or killed because she didn't want to be challenged on what she was doing. Mind you, what she did, having her dog running around in a park without a leash, when it clearly said the dog should be on a leash, she didn't want anyone to tell her that she couldn't do that. So she took her privilege and tried to weaponize the police against this black man that committed no crime, that did nothing but challenge her about her misdoings. And it was really disgusting at the end of the video. She's really like sounding like she's being chased. She's like, please send police immediately. There's a man here threatening my life. That was just ugly. She apologized for her behavior publicly, but this was only after she lost her job. She lost her dog and she was attack on the internet. The internet mafia came for her. And at that point, she apologized. But the problem is the mindset that we can use, that some people feel they can use the police to get back at individuals of color who are living their lives every day. They don't understand that the interactions that people of color have with police are completely different than the interactions that people who are not people of color have with the police. I, and it impacts us our whole lives. You know, it impacts our mental health. It impacts the way we raise our children. It impacts the way we go through our life every day. Black people do not want to be pulled over by the police because we do not know the outcome. When we are pulled over by the police, we don't know if we're going home at the end of the day, whether we did something, whether we didn't do anything, whether we broke the law, or whether we were innocent. Those interactions that we have with police can go left so quickly. And this woman took it upon herself to try to provoke such an incident. As far as her apology, we need to pause when we think about the apology. Would she have apologized if this African-American man was killed by police because of her her, her lies, because it was a lie. I saw no evidence that that man was threatening her life. Would she apologize then? What would she say to that man's family? I lied to the police and now your loved one is dead. We can't accept these apologies. What we need to accept is change. An apology without change is pointless. An apology with changed behavior is what I can accept. But, The incident with Christian Cooper was mild compared to what occurred in Minneapolis with the outright murder of George Floyd. George Floyd was an African-American man that was detained by police for suspicion of forgery. There was some evidence that he initially resisted arrest, but resisting arrest is not punishable. By death, in no way is it punishable by death. With that being said, I'm not going to talk much on that in this podcast, but I will talk about the impact that these events and events like these have on the mental health of people of color. When we look at these these videos and we hear these stories, how does it impact you? How do you feel afterwards? I noticed when there was a string of police shootings of unarmed black people, I started to feel a little heightened sense of alertness. I felt some symptoms of PTSD every time I saw a video of an unarmed black person getting killed. One that stuck out in mind was how I felt when I saw the shooting of Philando Castile. And that really impacted me because this this man was going about his day. He did the right things. He told the police, I'm licensed to carry a weapon and he still was shot and killed in front of his child and his girlfriend. So what does that do to us? What does that do to us mentally? How do we feel? How do we manage our day knowing that at any given point, a negative interaction with the police can occur? How do we stay stable in those kinds of situations? How do we remain calm in those situations? How do we practice certain coping skills to get us out of these interactions alive and with our mental health intact? Those are some of the questions that I ask when I see these these negative interactions with the police and negative interactions between deputized white people. How do we protect ourselves mentally, physically and emotionally during these interactions? And that's something that we really need to, to explore You know, some of these things happen because we may get excited in a situation and it could be perceived that we're aggressive. It could be perceived that we're not cooperating, but really it's fear. How do we manage our fear? How do we keep ourselves safe? These are all questions that we need to ask ourselves in case we encounter these situations. So events like occurred. With the two that I mentioned and other events that occurred. In February, we had the killing of Ahmaud Arbery. We had the young lady killed in her home by police, executing a warrant that wasn't even at her address. What does that do to us? Do we feel safe in our own homes? Are we afraid to be home? Are we afraid to live our life? How are we expected to function when we have to be afraid of everything? afraid of just being, afraid of just existing, that fear causes stress. And what that stress does, that stress causes problem with our physical health. You know, our cortisol levels are constantly high because of the fear and the stress, you know, which leads to diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, because we are just afraid to be we're afraid to live because we don't know which interaction is going to occur that possibly harm us or end our lives. Best thing that I can suggest is just guard your health, guard your mind, take time out to you know, reflect on your life, eat healthy, exercise, take care of your emotional health, talk to people, get these feelings and these emotions out. Some may not understand what you're going through, but I I implore you to go find a therapist that will listen to you, that will listen to, you know, the struggles that you go through, that will understand, potentially find a therapist that may be culturally sensitive, who has experience with the multicultural community who understands where you're coming from. It may be difficult to find at first, but you can look at Psychology Today. You can go to Open Path Collective. Those are just some of the online resources that I know offhand. And find that person to talk to, to talk about the struggles that you go through as a person of color in the community and living your life and what it means to live your life. These are in certain times. So for a little while, we were focused on COVID-19. Now it looks like it's just back to normal, people treating us as people of color, like we don't matter, like our lives don't matter, like our health doesn't matter, that we're automatically a criminal and there's nothing good about them. And that's unacceptable. But like I said, find someone to talk to. If you're overwhelmed, there's help out there. Some employers have EAP. They have a number of crisis hotlines out right now due to COVID-19. More people are reaching out just for, you know, some relief, some someone to vent their frustration and vent their stress to. It's out there. Seek help. Take care of yourself. So I just wanted to hop on for a little bit to talk to you and let you know, you know, I'm here for you. I understand. I'm going to be more regular with these podcasts because, at this time it's needed. It's really needed. It may seem like the podcast was a little off mental health matters, but the things that occur in life, the recent events also has an impact on our mental health. And I felt like I just needed to talk about that and just let you know that there are options out there. Once again, if you want to seek out counseling, you can go on psychology today online. I believe it's psychologytoday.com. If finances is an issue, there's also another company that is called Open Path Collective. And their therapists there charge on a sliding scale fee based upon your ability to pay. And some of the rates are really reasonable. But I implore you, please seek out help if you need help. And, you know, stay safe. Take care of your mind, your body, and your emotions. Until next time. This is Michelle Gordon with Black Mental Health Matters podcast.